All right. So for the last last couple of days, we've had the wonderful privilege of having Pastor Benjamin uh, minister to us the encounter teachings that he's been co- covering in this annual conference. And uh, today, in your bulletin, there's actually uh, a mistake here, all right? Uh, it's actually not Pastor Benjamin who is be speaking like I announced yesterday. Uh, today, it's going to be his wife, Pastor Sunny. Pastor Sunny went to Patton University for her undergrad studies with Pastor Benjamin. They, I think they met uh, before because she's the sambe. Yeah. And, uh, and Pastor Benjamin was just a young, young freshman. I'm not sure when they met, but, uh, but uh, after they graduated, uh, she went on to study at Fuller, uh, as did Pastor Benjamin. And uh, somewhere along the line, they fell in love. Or at least Pastor Benjamin fell in love. And the uh, prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. And now they are married. <laughs> now, Pastor Sunny, um, she studied missions. Missions at the Fuller Theological Seminary. And she, so she's in charge of the missions ministry at Living Hope. And she travels uh, all, all throughout the nations. Uh, Indonesia. Uh, 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 she went to South America and did like prison ministry somewhere. And then all these crazy miraculous story, stories that Pastor Benjamin has shared. Uh, she is one gangster minister. And she's unstoppable when the anointing comes upon her. Uh, so uh, why don't we put our hands together and welcome up Pastor Sunhee Robinson. There's an extra mic underneath in case it's It's so good to be here finally. Yeah, I just came back from Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. God did, of course, did a lot of amazing things. He established people there through living hope um you know we've been rescuing boys and girls we fight human trafficking all over the world we were in cambodia last year um after niagara i believe a month after we rescued a 12 year old from the villages um and we rescued last year during niagara falls our adopted daughter was has just disappeared because she was being abused by the orphanage director and nobody knew where she was. That's why I had to just, you know, pack up and leave. And not only did we rescue her, but another uh, 12-year-old boy we were able to rescue out of the slums. And, um, you know, I wish I could say the same thing. This trip that I was able to rescue Masiria, a 16-year-old girl who has been sold into slavery by her cousins. She lost her mom and dad uh, during the earthquake after tsunami. And um, I've known her for six years. And um, about four years ago, her cousins just took her out, you know, and used her as their domestic servant. And then soon after that, sold her into this restaurant. Well, actually a gambling and a bar restaurant. And this trip was her third time trying to get her out. 
And, you know, with Nofe, my daughter, with Talinama, the other boy, it's like I just walked and iron gangs open. I just picked them up and I just took them to a safe place. But with Masi, it's different. It's my third time and we're believing for her, you know. And um, this time, though, I was able to actually go into the bar, to the gambling place, very, very dark. She's the, I mean, the, the place was full of middle-aged men drinking, smoking, gambling, and the 16-year-old girl is the only female in that room. Cooking, serving, whatever. And it broke my heart. It broke my heart to leave her behind but at the same time i believe because we prayed that we will take her out soon and very soon amen so i want to ask you if you would just stand up before i uh, give you the word will you just stand up and join with me you know before me are warriors you guys are mighty warriors and i need warriors to join with us the first song we sang, your love came down and you set me free. And I looked around and every one of you were so free to worship God. And I was very thankful to see sons and daughters of God worshiping God freely. But at the same time, it broke my heart because Masi is back in Nias, still bound. Lift your hands to God right now. Come on. Those of you who know how to do war cry, come on, let it out. Come on. You go before God right now and you ask God, God, we will not take no for an answer. Set massive free, God, in Jesus' name. Come on, mighty warriors. Jesus, Father, we declare Masi will be free. Masi is free in the name of Jesus. Let your love come down. Set her free, God. Set her free, God. Set her free, Lord. Jesus, ondolo bara sendere bere sandala bara soti. Hese tere bere sondolo bara sendere bere sanda. Hallelujah, andara bara sondolo bara sendere bere sanda. Jesus, Jesus, Father, we agree. God, all these lifted hands, God. Father, we agree today. Lord, you said whatsoever, God. We agree and ask. It is done. It is done. Father, we lift our hands and we say we agree and we believe, God. We believe, God, for the freedom, for the freedom, for mercy, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You believe with me? Amen. All right. You may be seated. I want you to look at three scriptures with me. First, John twenty twenty nine. John twenty twenty nine. Put a pen in there. Quickly open to Luke sixteen, verses nineteen through twenty one. 
You're mature Christian, so you could get there really fast, right? You're there, right? <laughs> Put a piece of paper in there and open to Hebrews 11.1. 1. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about believing before seeing today. Amen? Everybody say this. Believing before seeing. Amen. John 20, 29. The word of God says, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. Luke 16, 19, 21. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar. Named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and lit his sores. And then lastly, Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for. And certain of what we do not see. Father, I come against Every distraction of the devil that comes against this word. In Jesus' name. Father, in advance, God, I break the power of the voices and the lies of the enemy that tries, God, to distort this word of God. Mm. Father, I thank you that your sons and daughters will be established in this truth, God. They will walk by faith and not by sight. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I just start by saying, New Philly, man, you guys are awesome. You're awesome. This church is amazing. The pr- manifest, who was I sharing that with? Christian. Manifest presence of God is crazy here. You don't know what you have. Yeah, you're dancing in freedom and, you know, you're prophesying to one another and you think it's cool, but you don't know what you have with you here. Like Pastor Christian said, I travel all over the world. 95% of those churches don't have half of what you have. You need to honor and embrace what you have. You know what I love about you guys? I love the spiritual hunger and desperation. Man, sometimes, like, I feel like dragging, like, tons of tons, trying to get people there, you know? Come on, come on, taste how good our Lord is. Come on. I'm all grabbing it from heaven. Here, just taste a little, then you'll see. I'm trying so hard to get them there. You're all already there. <laughs> you know how good our Lord tastes. Man, your, your, your hunger and desperation for God is good. And I want to start out with that because I want you to know that the word that I'm about, I'm about to preach is not a word of condemnation or judgment. But it's a word of encouragement. It's to take you. It's not to judge you. It's to take you to a next level. Amen? Yes. Amen? Yes. So reject 
any voices or lies of the enemy that tries to distort the word of God as share the word. Amen? Amen. Believing that is blessed is when you believe before you see. Believing before seeing. Not the type of, oh, Jesus, I believe. Oh, my gosh, I believe. You know, that those kind of struggling believing. I'm not talking about that kind of believing. I'm talking about believing with, with confidence as if it is already done. Believing. Now, those kind of believing is blessed. Hmm? You know, we read about this rich man. Earthly riches, they're like fire. Fire, if it's not controlled, it wants to consume everything around it, but it's never satisfied. Just like that. Earthly riches are like that. You make $600 a month as a college student, and you think, man, I can't wait until I graduate, and maybe $2,000 a month. Man, I could do so much for you, God. And then you get there, you make $2,000 a month, and you're as broke as you were when you were making $600. And you think, man, if I could just get a promotion and if I could just make $3,000 a month, man, God, I could do so much more for you. And you get there and you're still broke. You're thinking, God, you called me blessed. Abrahamic blessing. I'm a source of blessing here. Come on, bless me. And God blesses you and you make five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month. And you know what? Your bills go go up as much as you get paid. And you still don't have enough to do the things that you dream of doing for God. Can I say, (laughs) it's the same way for charismatics. For us charismatic Christians. See, I say us because I don't want you to think... I'm pointing at you, right? Because so am I. We just can't have enough of spiritual riches. Prophetic words. Pick me. The prophet comes and in your heart, pick me, please, pick me, please, please prophesy over me. Touch me, heal me, 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 me. And if he doesn't call you, you fall into disillusionment. You're discouraged. God, don't you see me? Don't you love me? See, you're laughing because you've been there. What's funny is a lot of times you're asking God to speak to you about this one thing. And you know God already spoke to you about it. He already told you in your prayer. He already told you in his word. But like, oh God, pick me and speak to me. Confirm, confirm, confirm. You call it confirmation. I call it doubt. I love you all very much. Your spiritual barns are full. Every one of you, you are spiritually adorned with prophetic words all around your neck. You have words of knowledge on hairbands on your head. You have purses of dreams and 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 visions. You are your spiritual barns. You have to keep on renovating your spiritual 
house because you don't have room to fill it. Hmm? Still not enough. Me, Lord. Pick me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Confirm me. Confirm this, Lord. Some of you, you're thinking, oh, I'm so glad you're talking about this because that sister over here and that brother over there, I'm talking to you. You, not him or her. You, 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 you. You are spiritually rich, dressed in purple and fine linen, adorned with prophetic words and dreams and visions. Thomas said this, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. One of the reasons why you just cannot get enough of confirmations and words of uh, prophetic words and words of affirmation is because you doubt. Already in Matthew 16, 21, Jesus already told Thomas and other disciples, I'm going to have to suffer. I'm going to have to die. But don't worry, I will resurrect. Not only that, other disciples who saw Jesus resurrect told him, that's double confirmation, brother. But he still doubted. He still chose not to believe. Hmm? What happens in verse 27 in Luke 16? No, John 20, I'm sorry. God, Jesus appears. Put your finger here, Thomas. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it in my side. This is what Jesus said. Touch and see. And stop doubting and believe. Look at your neighbor and say, stop doubting and believe. Let me make it clear for some of you already listening to the lies of the enemy. Okay. Being hungry for spiritual riches is good. It's not bad. You're supposed to be desperate. You're supposed to seek for more. It's good. But not when it ends with blessing you and only you. When your spiritual barn gets filled up and it stays there, it's not good. Hmm? There are spiritual beggars all around you that are covered with spiritual sores, longing to eat what falls from your spiritual table. Let me just give you an example. A few years ago, I was in Sudan. I was in the refugee camp. No missionaries wanted to be there. There was only one missionary in that large area, miles and miles and miles. Why? It's dangerous. Even the kids, I got physically injured from stopping 10 and 11-year-olds from killing each other. This omnipresence, this manifest presence that you feel, nothing. I tried to pray all night. I tried to fast. I tr- God, just a little bit of your presence. I, 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 just give me a little bit of your presence. Then I could, I could go on. I could do this. No matter what I did, just life, just. 
is, was being sucked out of me. And as I was preaching, see, it's easy to preach when the manifest presence come down. You try to preach where you don't sense anything. It's easy to preach in front of sons and daughters who are hungry for more of God. But it's hard to preach to a blank look. And you don't sense anything. And these were all children. They were two adults. And God told me to call out the adult. Her name was Priscilla. I called her out. And the other one was a Muslim that got saved that day. I called out Priscilla. And for some reason, God said, now, I want you to establish her as a prophet who prophesied life into the dead places. And so right then, I prophesied over her. And I told her, you need to start prophesying life. I had all the kids lined up. And one by one, I made her lay her hands and pray. She barely knew how to read. She has never been to a Bible college. She was never discipled by a Christian. All she knew was Jesus died for me. And, you know, she tries to, you know, you know how like you're, you, you have your Korean grandmas. They, they kind of know how to read, but they don't. And so they're like, ah, 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 My grandmother was like that. Because she taught herself how to read. Because her parents said, you're a girl, you shouldn't know how to learn to read. And so she taught herself. And so, in a sense, Priscilla read like that. Oh, jeez. Right? In Arabic. Soon after, I returned to the States. The, mis- the only missionary that was there got kicked out of the country. And guess who took over two churches in the refugee camp and an orphanage. Who? Priscilla. Without any education. If any one of you who's not a leader has more knowledge than her. Priscilla's are waiting. They would love to hear a prophetic word. She, all her life, received one prophetic word. How many prophetic words have you received? Hmm? How many? And is it still in your barn? See, we need to learn to live for others. Spiritual gifts are for the body. It's to edify the body of Jesus Christ. When you receive a spiritual gift, it's not supposed to bless you and you feel good about it it's supposed to bless others you're supposed to receive and give to others you're supposed to wash the sores off of spiritual beggars that are around you you're supposed to open your spiritual barns up and share those prophetic words when you receive a prophetic word it's not just for you it's your inheritance for you to give hmm You know, it took us eight years to conceive Alethea. Did Benjamin tell you that story? No, yes? Okay. It took us eight years. We believed for it. But you know what I realized? When God finally manifested that promise of a child, 
it wasn't for us. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Aletheia and God blessed us tremendously for giving me such a beautiful child. But it was for the body. You don't know how many people were weeping on the phone when they heard the news from all over the world, from Canada, from Indonesia, from America, from our church. Not just, oh, it wasn't congratulations, pastor. It was, thank you, God, for loving me. Loving them. Thank you, God, that you love me. Oh, you heard my prayer. God, if you could do that for my pastor because I pray. Man, Benjamin and I, we thought, because every year on Mother's Day, I always preach as a mother of the house. And I always said, next year, I will join you mothers. And people are like, yay. And then next, a year later, next year, mothers, I will join you. A year later, next year, mothers, I believe I will join you. Eight years like that. Hmm? And I used to, I, when I'm preaching, I used to tell them, man, you know, think about when that, that promise of God manifests. Think about how you're going to react and rejoice, you know, jumping up and down and praising Jesus. Well, praise Jesus like that. And so, like, you know, just thinking about, you know, doing the pregnancy test and seeing the positive and I could just see myself jumping up and down and crying and I used to worship God like that even before I conceived and I would I would empower our church members to rejoice come on reach God promised it doesn't matter if you don't see it yet it's already done hmm? when it actually happened we didn't jump up and down we or cry you know what we did we just looked at each other You know, it's probably wise. I don't know why, but that's what other people do. So maybe it's probably wise that we don't tell everybody. Let's just tell our immediate family members until I go see the doctor. Then he was like, okay, yeah. So I'm calling my sister, my oldest sister. As I'm calling her, I'm getting like text messages and phone calls, right? Like, hello, what's going on? (gasps) Pastor Sonny, ah! I'm like, Benjamin? You know what? As I was making my first phone call to my sister, he sent out like text messages to whole church members. <laughs> I guess that's the way he was rejoicing. But it was for others more than for us. Through Alethea's life, so many people who lost hope started to carry the hope all over again. It says, because you have seen me, you have believed. See, believing after seeing is easy. That's elementary, guys. And every one of you, being sons and daughters of New Philly, you should have graduated from that level. Believing when you see, that's elementary. Rejoicing after healing, it's easy. You know, we did 21 days of prayer right before this. 
And man, God moved mightily. A lot of times, you know, I go, I come back from mission field with a lot of signs and wonders. I went to the mission field with signs and wonders for my church. A lady who was dying of this blood disease, she could not even get up. She, her, she, her face, her whole body was so swollen, she looked like she had elephantitis. She was in so much pain. She begged God, her husband, her children to let her go and die. During 21 days prayer, we called her up. And all of her church members were on their knees, weeping and crying out for healing for Tanasha. And we here listen, Tanasha. You listen to the prayers of your brothers and sisters and you rise up. Did you know the next day she woke up completely healed? Even her doctor couldn't believe, who are you? I'm looking for Tanasha. Doctor, it's me, Tanasha. No, 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 my patient, Tanasha. I am your patient, Tanasha. The doctor, it took him 10 minutes to accept that that's her. Few days later, blood test completely, completely healed, free of everything. It's so easy when you hear that. We had a church member's brother who just had some kind of um, infect, uh, virus in, her, in his spine. All of a sudden, he couldn't walk. He couldn't see out of his right eye. We pray. Nothing happened. And so the next day, okay, we're going to call him up right now. Everybody come to the front. Everybody cried out, and we called him. As he was listening on the phone, this kid... Our church member, Zenaida, is the only Christian of this family, okay? As we're praying, the little boy says, Dad, I can see! I can see! And then the next day, he got up and walked, and then that Sunday, the whole family went to church to worship God. When you hear that, Isn't it so easy to rejoice and clap our hands and, wow, you believe what I say, don't you? Because you believe me, right? You could rejoice. But it's different before. If I brought, we have a church member who's dying of disease. How many of us could clap our hands and still rejoice and believe? Hmm? This is what I tell all of our church members. Because our church is also charismatic. And because we seek after the spiritual riches. This is what I tell them. And this is what I want to tell you. Obey the written word of God. Before you want another spoken word of God. Oh, prophesy over me. Let me fall in the spirit. Oh, God, let me shake. Oh, give me a vision. But you can't even forgive your brother who was just irritating you right before you came in here. Oh, God, speak to me. Give me a prophetic word. Release me to the next level. Yes. But you can't even fully love sister that's sitting in the back who's been having attitude towards you when Jesus said love the enemies obey the written word of God prophetic words that's 
visions, and that's part of who we are. As sons and daughters, that's our inheritance. We don't have to, hmm? But what God desires, what God delights in, is in your obedience. Amen? Blessed are those who have not sinned, yet believed. Everybody say, yet believed. True faith that pleases God is believing before seeing as if it is already done. And this is my challenge to you. Is to believe that one thing, it's so hard for you to believe. I know many of women and and single men and women, it's so hard to believe that there's somebody perfect for you. It's so hard. I want to believe it. But it seems like all the good ones are taken. Finances, salvation for your family members, especially salvations that you've been praying for 20 years. That one area that is just so hard to believe. The challenge is to believe even before you receive another prophetic word to confirm it. Even before God gives you a vision, you believe as if it is done. That kind of believing is blessed by God. Hmm? That place of struggle, it's not a struggle. In reality, it's an opportunity God is giving you. Hmm? Because without faith, you cannot please God. God is setting you up. You see, God has been setting you up so that you could please, please your daddy. You know, when I was young, two or three years old, they would put me in front of my mom and my dad and whoever was visiting. They was, they were so proud of me, right? They would put me in the middle and they would make me sing. So, you know, I would sing and dance. And at the end, they would ask, what's your mom's name? Han What's your daddy's name? Son Mun, Son Hyungbok. And then every time I said their name, it is as if like I passed the bar exam. Like, they would clap and you could see such delight in their faces. Just like that. Whatever that place that's so hard for you to believe. You see, in reality, God is putting you in the center. And he's asking you, what is your daddy's name? Who's your daddy? Huh? It's not for you to, oh God, don't you love me? Don't you see me? No, no, no. It's for you to declare, my dad, my dad is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus Christ is my savior. That's who, that's who I belong to. It is time for you to declare who you belong to. It is time to declare who your daddy is. Man, when you declare who your daddy daddy is in that, in that place of struggle, man, I could just see Heavenly Father clapping rejoicing over you. Hmm? Faith is being certain of what we do not see. You see, true blessings come from this kind of blessing. You know, your father and your mother probably told you about you are one story. Did you tell them that story? No? 
So I'm going to be real with you. I'm real with our church members also. They see our, our church members. They know all about our fights and our arguments. They know everything. We share everything. If we fought, I tell them in the, the next Sunday, <laughs> this is what happened. This is how we overcame. Come all that, right? Anyway, in the middle of those, you know, those times where we just didn't seem to see eye to eye. Those times when I felt so unloved by that man of God that you respect so much. (laughs) Oh, the time where that man of God felt so disrected by this woman who's gentle and loving and so nice looking. My husband will go to our pastor, Pastor Daniels. You need to pray for Sunny. She's tripping. She doesn't respect me. She she doesn't respect me as our head. And Pastor Daniels would just gently, man of God, you're wrong. Now, men of God, you need to go and kneel before your wife. And you need to tell her, I'm sorry, baby. I'll never do it again. And he would say, men of God, you're one. But pastor, you don't understand. We've been arguing. No, men of God, you're one. You're one. God made you one. Nothing can divide you you're one already but pastor you're one (laughs) and so benjamin would come home and we would have one of those arguments again back and forth and he would go in the room and he was like father i thank you that we are one sonia and i are one she respects me and i love her and i'm on the couch thinking jesus he lost it Wow. He's in denial. We are not one. You need to make us one. We are definitely not one right now. But he kept praying. We are one. We are one. And we are one. And all of a sudden, my heart started to change. And all of a sudden, I started to declare, we are one. Next day, Benjamin would do something to hurt my feelings. Instead of, you don't love me. Instead of that, automatically, we are one. I don't care. I don't care what my eyes see or my heart feels. My pastor says we're one. Then we are one. See, even before we saw... We believed because my pastor says so. A few months later, our bank account said zero. Zero. It would have been minus, but we had a credit card linked to it. So it was zero. So we went to our pastor, pastor. This is coming up. This is coming up. This is coming up. Oh, and my pastor said, no man of God. No woman of God. You lack nothing. You lack 
nothing. You have more than enough. From now on, don't even buy things on sale. Pay the full price because you lack nothing. And because I believe, because we have submitted to our pastors, we believe his words before we see it. And even if I don't see the bank account with numbers and zeros in it, it is as if it is done. I'll tell you the truth. Before that, when I go to McDonald's, even if I wanted to eat Big Mac, you know what I would eat? Whatever was on value meal. Because I have to save money. If I save a dollar a day by eating value meal, do you know how many orphans I could feed? If I buy a $5 shirt instead of $35 shirts, do you know how many orphanage I could build in one year? See, I was thinking, and I thought that's so noble. I'm sacrificing. But no, my pastor said, no, no more. Your season of sacrificing, it's, you've done it already when you planted this church. You live by faith. You're in the next season. You lack nothing. You lack nothing. And you know what? We believe it. So now, wherever I go, guess what? I eat whatever I want. Supersize it. (laughs) Covering is the key. Some of you, you've been struggling I believe, Lord. Yes, I believe. And then a few weeks later, oh, God, give me a confirmation or something. Or give me a dream or something. Oh, God. And then your pastor preaches an amazing sermon or another sister calls you and speaks to her. And yes, God, thank you. I believe. And then two weeks later, oh, God, is it really, did I hear you right? Is, was it you? Was it the enemy? Or was it just my soul? Hmm? You know why you do that? Because you're not under full submission under your fathers and mothers of this house. See, because when my pastor says something, I don't care what I see. Benjamin and I, we started to declare even what we experience, we call it a lie. If it's against the word of God that has been spoken by my father. It's a lie. I don't care what I feel, what I see. It's a lie. You know, Benjamin was, he, he, he was hurt and we prayed for him. We anointed him with oil. Nothing would happen. He would walk like an old grandpa and he would sit and preach and he would walk out like this. Did you know he went and talked to our pastor? Then he didn't even lay his hand. Our pastor didn't even pray for Benjamin. For an hour, pastor was sharing what God's been speaking to him. And an hour later, Benjamin, how's your back? He was doing, I'm healed. Whoa, I'm healed. And on his way home, he was like, God, what happened? I don't understand. Pastor Daniels didn't even pray for me. He didn't even lay his hand. How in the world am I healed? You know what God said? I said, Benjamin, your mind and your heart has learned to submit to your covering so much so that your body cannot help but to submit in the presence of your covering. 
Hmm? Right before then, I got to share everything. It's okay. (laughs) Right before then, Benjamin would get attacked with discouragement. He would be encouraged. And then a few weeks later, he would get discouraged. And he would go to Pastor Daniels. And Pastor Daniels would just establish him in who he is. And he's so fired up, walking authority. And then a few weeks later, he's discouraged again. He goes to Pastor Daniels. And he gets fired up again. He believes. And finally, God told him, Benjamin, you're not in full submission. And Benjamin's like, I don't understand, God. I do everything my pastor says. Even if I don't agree, I trust and I do it. What do you mean I'm not in full submission? And God said, if you were in full submission, he would only have to encourage you once. And you would be established in that encouragement. And he would never have to encourage you in that same way ever again. Because you are in submission. Hmm? Covering is the key to believing before seeing. The sermons that you hear every Sunday, if you are really in submission, full submission, and you then you, you apply what you hear, right? Because you're in full submission, you apply the word of God into your life practically. Guess what? That's more than enough for you to live in victory in all areas of your life. You don't need another prophetic word. It's just an icing on the cake. Hmm? You have more than enough to give prophetic words to 100,000 100, people if you are in full submission and you apply sermons that you hear every Sunday. More than enough. That's inheritance. That's your inheritance. It's just that you're not giving it away. Your spiritual bonds are full, full of words of encouragement, full of prophetic words and visions and dreams. It's just full. You're not releasing it. You're like Dead Sea. It does. It comes in, but it doesn't go out. Hmm? Sons and daughters receive inheritance. And once you receive that inheritance, you're to give it away. Give it away. Give it away. You are responsible for every touch that you receive. You are responsible for every prophetic word that you receive. Every prophetic word you receive should touch other lives. It should never remain in your spiritual barn. You know, I told you, I started this with Masi's situation. The 16-year-old girl. You know, that right that night before, I had a dream. And in my dream... I was in, I was somewhere and one of my church members drove the car into a hotel room and, and she had to go to the bathroom so bad that she left the car running and she ran in. So I'm like, oh man. So I got in the car and I was going to, you know, park the car, right? But then I was going down the hills and down the hill was another car with lots of people surrounding it because the car was broken. And I tried to push the gas, uh, push the uh, brake, the brake wasn't working. So in my dream, I'm like, oh no, oh man, I'm on the mission field and I have limited funds. And if I hit them, I'm going to have to like, you know, pay all this money. Oh God, boom, I hit the car and the car went boom. And then all of a sudden that hit started the car and the car started to work again. 
and all the people that was about to beat me up or do something to me started to take money out of their pockets. They start to throw money, and it's clear. I could see $100 bills. It, like, I said, like, it's a reality. And they kept put, like, throwing money inside of my car. I'm like, wow. And I woke up. And this is what the Lord said to me. Sonny, do not be moved by what you see. Because there's more happening than what you see. There's more. And that night, that day, two things happened. That day we realized we were robbed. For a few hundred dollars. I mean, God, if God didn't give me that dream, I'd be like, oh my goodness, right? No, there's more. To then what I see. And then we couldn't take my seat out. And I actually went inside of that horrible place and saw my seat in there. And as I left her in there, and as our car was driving away, my heart broke and I started to weep. I started to weep. It is as if I was leaving Aletia behind in that hell and I was crying and my church members were surrounding me and we were all crying and then all of a sudden something inside of me came over came out and said God I thank you that there's more to this there's more happening than what I see what I see she's still bound but God you are working miracles and behind the scenes there's more you are going to set her free God we will not be moved by what we see but we will believe I am not going back with my head down that we couldn't rescue her but my head is up high because you are doing more than what my natural eyes are seeing today i want to challenge you i want you to rejoice differently today i want you to believe differently today i want you to graduate from the elementary level Hmm? i want you to start chewing meat and giving meat away i want you to stand up you ready Are you ready to go to that next level? Are you ready to open your spiritual barns up, out, uh, barns open up and start giving those prophetic words away? Are you ready to take care of the sores on spiritual beggars that are around you? Are you ready? Lift your hands to God right now. Spirit of God, I establish your sons and daughters, God, into a next level that you are taking them into right now, Lord. Father, these are sons and daughters who are richly adorned, God. God, they have, they are so rich spiritually, Lord. Their spiritual barns are full and it's overflowing, Lord. But God, today, you are opening their eyes to see the spiritual beggars that are all around them, Lord. And you are causing them to open their spiritual barns, God. God, you're causing them from me, me, me to giving away, to seeking for others, God, to live for others, Lord Jesus. Father, I I establish every son and daughter in this inheritance, in this truth today, Lord. 